thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey everyone, I have a question for you as we kick off this talk. Do you like surprises? Who likes surprises? I'd love you to put in the chat right now, if you're watching, engaging live, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, yes or no. Do you like surprises? Maybe there's an emoji that you could post in the chat as well that would describe your view to surprises. Maybe it's that surprise gift. Maybe it's that surprise party. Maybe it's that surprise guest to dinner that your husband or wife didn't tell you were coming. Well, I don't know about you, but we have a like, we definitely fall into the kind of Marmite category. You either love it or hate it, I guess, when it comes to surprises. But you know, according to neuroscience, even if you don't think you like surprises, your brain actually does. You see, your brain is more active when it's exposed to the unanticipated. What neuroscience says is that your, your brain finds unexpected pleasures more rewarding than expected ones. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. You see, with surprises, we get surprised for three reasons. Firstly, we just didn't see it coming. Secondly, we don't have a category in our head for it. And thirdly, it doesn't match our expectations. That's what happens when you and I get surprised. Hasn't it been surprising this past 12 months? Haven't there been so many things this past 12 months that we didn't see coming, that we didn't have a category for it in our minds and that didn't match with our expectations? Well, here's the thing. Surprises reveal your perspectives. Surprises reveal your perspectives. And we're looking uh, in this series, which I'm going to finish today, at 1 Peter, which is a letter that Peter, the Apostle Peter wrote around about AD 60-64 to the group of what we call the early church, the early followers of Jesus, who in this era around AD 60-64 were dispersed all around the then known world. Why were they dispersed? Because the Emperor Nero of Rome had it in for Christians. He was persecuting them in so many horrendous ways. And these guys and girls were living, living in a new world, in a different world. And, and we've looked over these last four weeks and we're really grateful to Life Church in America, Craig Grishel. This is his series that he's given out to loads of churches around the world. So we're using many of the ideas out of his series and we're grateful for that. But you know, when Peter's writing, he's calling these early followers of Jesus to live differently in a different world. We looked at what it means to live with a different kind of faith, a resilient faith, to have a different identity. When you know whose you are, then you'll know who you are. And then last week, we looked at a different calling that we're called to shine like stars in the, in the heavens, in the darkness around us. Stars shine even brighter. But today we're going to look at perspective and we're going to link to this word surprise because the verse I want to focus on is 1 Peter 4 verse 12. It's such a great verse. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Isn't that a great verse? Don't be surprised at what you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Anyone felt in this last 12 months something strange happening to them? Me and my wife had this conversation this week. You know, we, we, we love each other deeply. We've been together for a long time. But in this last 12 months or 10 months, we've never spent so much time with each other as we spent the last 10 months. And you know, I don't know about you, but you know, walking from one room to the next and then in the kitchen and the office, 
bed. It feels a little monotonous. You feel strange and, and you're surprised at so many things and emotionally as well. During this season, it's kind of raised up some things that have been surprising maybe to you and certainly to me as well. But Peter says, don't be surprised. Why does he need to say that? It's a little bit like when Jesus says, don't be afraid so much. It's because we are. And Peter says, don't be surprised because we do get surprised when life is tough, when things are difficult, when we face opposition, we do get surprised. Here's what I want you to know today. This is the most encouraging message you never wanted to hear. Okay, this is the most encouraging message you never wanted to hear. You see, here's the truth. Following Jesus is no guarantee of an easy pain-free, trouble-free life. In fact, in many ways, it's the opposite. Now, don't tune out right now, okay? And if you're not a follower of Jesus, hang with me for a bit, okay? But if you are, I wanna take you to a few verses that Jesus says himself in John 15, 18 to 20, because he makes it crystal clear what it should mean following Jesus, living differently in a different world. And he says this, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. This is what Peter's saying as well. You're different. You're called to be different. And Jesus says, I choose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Goes on to say, since they persecuted me naturally, they will persecute you. Now, I want to speak a little bit about persecution today. And that's a word that we don't like, we don't want, we don't maybe even understand. And if you're not a follower of Jesus today, this message may seem a little bit inappropriate to you. I hope you don't feel that because I want to be really honest and upfront. You know, many people communicate the Christian message and the gospel of following Jesus, that if you come to Jesus, none of your, all your problems will go away. It will be a really easy life and everything will be just kumbaya and butterflies and and it'll all just be beautiful. And I want to be really honest and upfront with you. Following Jesus has incredible benefits and incredible rewards and an incredible adventure, but it's not easy. In fact, Jesus and then Peter and many of the New Testament writers say, if you're following Jesus properly, if you're living differently in a different world, it comes with some opposition. It comes with some persecution. You see, when life is tough, when following Jesus ends up in opposition, why are we so surprised? Jesus never promised that we would always be healthy, wealthy and happy. Jesus never promised that life would be pain-free, that it would never rain on your holidays and your boiler will never ever break. But Jesus did promise that whatever you go through, He goes through it with you. He did promise that He will bring you through. He did promise that He will do things in you. And He did promise that He would always have the final word. But here's the truth. When life feels tough, we're surprised as though something strange were happening to us. And Peter is calling out of these people a different perspective on their situation. I want to talk a little bit about perspective. Then we're going to look at their context and our context. You know, a preacher in America called Stephen Furtick, he said this, your perspective will either become your prison or your passport. I love that. Your perspective will either become your prison or your passport. In other words, it will either hem you in or it will release you to the life God has for you. Now, I want to take you to the screen to show you something here. A few months ago, I talked about this in terms of perspective. 
that we can have an either a microscope perspective or we can have a telescope perspective. A microscope perspective is heads down. It's forensic. It's detailed. I can only see what's in front of me in this moment. But a telescope perspective is head up. It's got a longer view. It's looking into the future. It's not just looking at what's right in front of me. It's looking beyond. It's an eternal perspective. And I believe that Peter is calling you and I, and I believe God is speaking to you and I, especially if you're a follower of Jesus today. Guys, if you're part of, part of Life Central Church or, where, or wherever you're from or whenever you're watching this, if you are a follower of Jesus, God is calling you, I believe, to a different kind of perspective. Because here's the big idea for today. Your view changes what you do. Your view changes what you do. If your perspective is only heads down, it will affect what you do. If your perspective is head up, if you've got a telescope perspective, it will affect what you do. And Peter is speaking about perspective. And I think this is relevant for those of us in a pandemic right now, but especially in his context, it was relevant to those who were in persecution. You see, when Peter says, hey, don't be surprised when you experience fiery trials of many kinds, you and I, we think fiery trials metaphorically they thought them literally because they were. Under Nero, and I've said it before, horrendous stuff was happening. In fact, he wasn't the worst of the Roman emperors, but he was bad. He had his own mother killed, at least one of his wives, probably two. He would take Christians and put them in uh, um, animal skins and throw them in cages with wild dogs. He would take them and he'd cover them in wax, hang them on a tree, light them like, light, like human candles. Fiery trials were relevant to these guys. Like I said, this is the most encouraging message you never wanted to hear. But here's the thing, if you're following Jesus and you're different, if you're living boldly, you should be experiencing opposition. You should never be surprised as if something strange were happening to you. Time out. Let's just take a moment to consider this in reality. Okay, not 2000 years ago, but right now here in 2021. Do you know there are people across this planet who are experiencing persecution because they follow Jesus? In fact, in an average month, an average month, 300 people will be killed because they're following Jesus. 200 churches will be burnt or destroyed. Nearly 800 people will be beaten, raped, tortured or imprisoned because they're following Jesus. Persecution and opposition is what it means to follow Jesus. Now it means it looks differently across the planet. In some countries, it means you could lose your life or a family member could lose their life. In other contexts, it could mean that you don't get invited to certain events or you're ostracised or maybe you're made fun of at school or college or work. But it's got to mean something. There's got to be some kind of opposition if you're living boldly for Jesus. And maybe there's some of you and you're watching this whenever or wherever you're watching it and you're saying, I am a follower of Jesus, but I've got no clue what you're talking about, mate. Because actually I follow Jesus and I go to church or I go online and I do this. And, but actually, I don't have any opposition. I want to humbly suggest maybe there's something different that you need to think about. You see, if you're following Jesus and living boldly, there should be a measure of opposition coming your way. 
Let me give you an illustration from my career before I became a pastor. Okay, I'm, I'm joking here. I still was a pastor, but my other career was a football manager, managing the under 16 football team in our church. Okay, my son played, a, a lot of his mates did. And, and those of you that are watching that remember that era will remember what a rubbish manager I really was. Okay, and you'll remember how passionate I was Saturday mornings on the touchline, shouting at the little lads, bless them, that were trying their best, imagining that. I was Gareth Southgate with the England team. And in fact, one occasion, we were playing this, this Sikh team and the, lad, and the guys from the Sikh temple came across to me to say, mate, you need to calm down. It's only under 16 football. Imagine how embarrassed I was then. You see, here's the thing. When you're on the sides, you can shout as much as you like, but you're not in the game. Fast forward a few years uh, after that, and then I'm, I'm, I'm in the seats at uh, my beloved Aston Villa, and we're, we're playing again. This is a few seasons ago. And one of our uh, players, who's since moved to another club, uh, and I, in fact, he moved to this other club, and they went on then to win the league, which tells you something about Aston Villa. And anyway, he's having a terrible game and I'm berating him and I'm beginning to berate him every time he gets the ball, it bounces off his shin, it goes out of play and I'm having a go at this guy. I mean, respectfully and not using bad language, but I'm having a go at him. And then a woman in front of me turns her head round. She said, do you mind? That's my nephew you're having a go at. And I'm a pastor, for goodness sake. I felt terrible. So the rest of the game, every time he got the ball, I'm like, oh, you're amazing. So good, so good. Here's the thing, the view from the stands is easy. The view from the touchline is easy. It all changes when you get in the game. And here's the truth, guys. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're in the game, you're facing opposition. You're not facing opposition, maybe you're not in the game. You see, your view changes what you do. Imagine a soldier that trains for years or for months and then is deployed to the battle and then they start shooting and he runs to the commanding officer and says, they're shooting at me. The CO says, of course they're shooting at you. You're in the game. You're on the battlefield. Don't be surprised when you get opposition as if something strange were happening to you. The Christian life, guys, is never was never meant to be a playground. It's a battleground. I did say this is the most encouraging message you never wanted to hear. Let's look at the next verse, chapter 4, verse 13. Instead, be very glad. Peter says, be very glad when you experience trials. Don't be surprised, be very glad. How many of you thinking, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. For these trials make you partners with Christ in His suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing His glory when it's revealed to the world. Uh, guys, I, I can't, like I'm into a camera here. I'm trying to call something out of you. When you share in the suffering of Jesus, you partner in the glory of Jesus. And that is incredible. Here's where perspective kicks in. Whether your perspective is a prison or a passport, whether it's a microscope or a telescope. You see, the problem is you and I, we don't want it. We don't want to live like this. And it's not really our fault because here's where I want to say, the call of our culture is to comfort. You see, our culture conditions us to be comfortable, to avoid opposition, to, to take the path of least resistance. So you smoke whatever they smoke because you don't want to blend, you don't want to stand out, you want to fit in. 
You spend money the way everybody else spends money because you want to keep up with everyone else. You join in with the bitching in the office because you don't want to stand out. You laugh at that sexist or that racist joke because you don't want to be different. And yet when we're like that, we discover that actually it never delivers the full satisfying life that deep down we crave and desire. Let me show you something for a moment. You see, this is the cycle on the circle, the cycle that you and I get into when we live our Christian life more like a playground than a battleground, when we're in the stands, on the sidelines and we're not in the game. We pursue comfort. And whenever you pursue comfort, it means you avoid opposition. You take the path of least resistance. So whatever's easiest, you try it. And you think, oh, well, you know, I don't want to do that. That's just too difficult. So I'll do this. So we avoid opposition. But what happens, and it's happening to many of you as you watch and listen to this right now, our faith weakens. Now, I know we've not been through persecution, most of us, in this last 10 months. We've been through a pandemic and we're in it and it's tough. But even so, many of us are on this cycle and our faith is weakening. I'm encouraged with so many people's faith is strengthening, but I know that many it's weakening. Maybe, maybe it's because we've pursued comfort. And when your faith weakens, you find that life is empty. And that's the cycle that many followers of Jesus get into. We pursue comfort, we avoid opposition, our faith weakens and life becomes empty. But there's a better way. There's a different way. And it's this, to live boldly means you're in the game. You're on the battlefield. It means you will face opposition. Don't be surprised as if something strange were happening to you. And when you face opposition, your faith will always, always be strengthened and you will be closer to Christ. And I want to hold that up for a minute. I've had the privilege of travelling to different parts of the world. In fact, even the last couple of years, I was in a country where to be a follower of Jesus meant that you had to be careful. In fact, I was in what they call an underground church, which wasn't under the ground, but it was hidden. And I was asked by the pastor, please don't stand by the door or by the window because if our neighbours see you, then they'll report it to the authorities and that will be difficult for us. Do you know what I experienced? People facing opposition, living boldly, had incredible faith. And the way they lived was so close to Christ. It made me think, am I even a Christian at times with how weak and shallow my faith is? And how when things don't go my way, how disappointed I get with God. How kind of, you know, I almost could give up at times because it hasn't quite gone how I wanted to or it's a little bit uncomfortable. And it made me really think, God, am I even a follower of Jesus when I see these incredible, incredible people? A guy called Andy Stanley puts it this way, why be conformed when you've been invited to be transformed? Look at both of these side by side. Look, look at them. See, see, see this one. Is, is, is the culture, is it calling you to be conformed? This one, is Jesus calling you to be transformed? Why would you be conformed when Jesus invites you to be transformed? And that's the choice before us today, guys, whoever you are. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, this is what it means. And if deep down within you, you like, I want a life that doesn't feel empty, but feels purposeful. It's not gonna come easy, but it will be worth it. Peter finishes this section with an absolute belter of a truth and a principle. Verse 19. So, 
if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right. Guys, wherever you are, whenever, why don't you just say that? Maybe even put in the chat, keep on doing what is right. Just say to yourself right now, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you for He will never fail you. I think what Peter is saying is this, do what's right and trust the results to God. Do what's right and trust the results to God. We don't cut corners, take shortcuts, compromise. We do what's right even when it hurts. When we feel like terrible parents, we do what's right. When we're tempted to fudge our expenses at work, we don't because we do what's right. When we're tempted to cheat, lie and exaggerate, we don't because we do not. We do what's right. Why? Because we don't have a microscope perspective that's a prison, but we have a telescope perspective that is a passport. I love what C.S. Lewis says. He says, it is not your business to succeed, but to do right. When you have done so, the rest lies with God. Just hold that on the screen for a minute. Isn't that an incredible quote? It is not your business to succeed. In fact, guys, why don't you take a screenshot of this right now? It is not your business to succeed, but to do right. When you have done right, when you have done so, the rest lies with God. And God, I just sense right now, I feel God is speaking to me to almost dwell here for a minute. Some of you are struggling right now because you have got a choice of doing what's right or not. And you don't know what will happen if you do what's right. So you're tempted to pursue the comfort option. I'm calling you, live boldly, do what's right and leave the results to God. Persecution always strengthens the church and increases your faith. You know, this season has been tough on all of us, but you know, a different perspective makes all the difference. So Peter brings his letter to an incredible close in 1 Peter 5. Let me just read a few verses to you. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 to 9. So humble yourselves, Peter says, under the mighty power of God and at the right time, He will lift you up in honour. Give all your worries and cares to God for He cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but he's like a roaring lion <laughs> looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. You know, I think Peter says, um, you know, as you choose to live boldly, as you choose not to pursue the call of comfort that your culture calls you to, but as you uh, go different, as you live different, as you live boldly, it gives you a few things to, just to remember at the end. He says, stay humble. In other words, stay with your hands open. Stay as a learner. Stay with a posture of humility. And then he says, stay open. You know, give your cares to Him. That, that, again, that's the, the open-handed because He cares for you. That word care in some translations is, is the word cast, which is a, a fishing term. It's like you cast it, you throw it, you, re, you relocate your anxiety, you relocate your worry, you relocate your fear to the one who cares for you. And then Peter says, and stay alert, not only hands open, you know, but your eyes open watching 
Because there is an enemy that wants to pull us and, uh, uh, and, and take us away and divert us and ultimately destroy us. And then, and then Peter says, stay strong. Stay strong and firm in your faith. And you know, the more you do what's right, the more your faith will strengthen and you will become strong. And then finally he says, and stay aware that you are with a, in a worldwide family of other believers. Now, here's what I want you to know. We are all right now across the planet in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And there are some followers of Jesus around the world right now. And they're being affected by the pandemic like you and I are. But they're also being affected by poverty and in many cases also by persecution. And some of your brothers and sisters, now I'm using that word brothers and sisters and some of you might think, what are you talking about? The Bible says that we're a family. When you become a follower of Jesus, you become a family. You and I have brothers and sisters spiritually all around the world. Many of them are affected by the pandemic. Many of them are affected by poverty. Some of them are affected by real time persecution right now. Guys, I want to invite you to join with me as in a moment we're going to pray for the persecuted church. We're going to pray for those who follow Jesus, who are living boldly around the world. Yes, many of them are in the pandemic. Many of them are affected by poverty, but some of them are also affected by persecution. And before we do that, I want to invite you to participate, okay, online right now. And in the chat, if there is a country that God has put on your heart, okay, I know for me, I have several. Why don't you put the name of that country in the chat right now? Because as you do that, you're bringing brothers and sisters from that country. So for me, it would be India. Many, many friends in India. So tough right now. It would also be Vietnam. It would also be Albania that's experienced incredible persecution just a few decades ago. But right now, and it may not be persecution, but maybe there are countries and there are Christians around the world and it's tough right now. And the poverty and the pandemic and all of that, and you know that they're struggling and they're going through fiery trials. Would you just put the names of those countries in the chat right now? And so that together we can pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. Would you come with me? And let's do that as I pray right now. Jesus, we wanna bring our brothers and sisters around the world to you right now. Jesus, Your Word says that we should remember those who are suffering for the Gospel. And so we think about all these countries that we're naming right now and the many of the others that we don't even know. And God, we bring them to You. And Jesus, we ask that You would strengthen them, that You would encourage them, that You would speak into their hearts and into their situations. And Lord, I pray more than anything that they would know that they're not on their own. Not only because You're with them, but God, we're praying for them as well. Lord, as You strengthen them, I pray now that You'd also give us a little bit of the faith that they've got to live boldly in this different world, in this new era that we're stepping into. In Jesus' Name I pray. Amen. So guys, as we draw this series to a close, what about you? I think Peter, you know, calls these uh, early followers of Jesus to live differently, to live with a different kind of faith, to live with a different uh, sense of identity, to live with a different calling and to live with a different perspective. Let me take you back to the TV screen for a moment. And, you know, we've got a choice. If we want to, uh, you've got a choice whether you follow Jesus or not, but you've also got a choice of how you follow Jesus. Because you could do this, the pursue comfort, but it will lead you to an empty life. Or you could do this, 
live boldly and it will leave you to a faith that's strengthened and closer to Jesus. So what about you today? I want to invite you right now just to make that decision and make that choice in your heart to say, I want to live that way. I don't want to be conformed. I want to be transformed. And if you do, here's an incredible verse that Peter finishes, 1 Peter um, 5 verse 10. He says this, in His kindness. You know, God's incredibly kind. Do you know that? Those of you that are feeling right now rubbish as a parent because you're homeschooling your kids or you're not feeling great as a husband or wife because you're, you're having a few rows or, or you're not feeling great at work because it's just, it's just tough. Be kind to yourself. We're doing the best we can, but dig deep and be kind to yourself because God's kind. In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. And listen to what He says. So after you have suffered a little while, again, perspective, microscope, telescope, a little while. You think it's going on for ages? It's a little while in real terms. After you've suffered a little while, He will restore, support and strengthen you and He will place you on a firm foundation. Those words in the original language are incredibly rich. That word restore is like the word where you reset a fractured bone. It's fractured, it's broken, it's painful. He's going to restore you. That word for, for support, it's like, it's like He's going to build it like granite. That's literally what it means. He's going to make it granite-like. That kind of support at the centre of who you are. Strengthen you. That's like bringing life into a body that's like that kind of got no life or breath. And then He'll place you on a firm foundation. That literally means He'll settle you and He will establish you on solid rock. Peter says, if you live that kind of different life, that's what God will do for you. Guys, as we finish our time right now, we are going to sing an incredible song. This is a new song that guys have got for you. We really feel this is a song for this season. There's a line in it that says, even the darkest days are temporary. You are the everlasting light. Even the darkest days are temporary because you are the everlasting light. I'll come back at the end of this and close our time together. But guys, engage with this song. And if for you, you know, you feel that it's dark for you right now, you're surprised, you feel something strange is happening to you. May you know that these dark days are temporary, but may you also know that He is the everlasting light. Wherever and whenever you're watching this, maybe through disappointment, you've almost begun to pursue comfort in these days and it's resulted in your faith weakening. And I want to encourage you and invite you back into that relationship with God. You know, God's okay with disappointment, but you know, sometimes disappointment can lead to disillusionment. And you know, that's a whole different deal. And maybe this is the season for you to come back and to put some of those things down and instead choose to live boldly. So if that's you and you, you know that you've been pursuing comfort or, or you just found these days so difficult that it's caused you to, to become almost disillusioned, I want to pray for you today. And maybe you, you, you know that the days for you are so dark right now and you'd value someone praying for you. There's a link coming up on the chat right now and on the screen. That, that's a link that you can fill in right now and then you can ask for someone to pray for you and with you. And it would be our honour to do that today. 
You know, maybe that's you taking a decision that you're not going to just pursue comfort because you know where that will lead, but you're going to live boldly. You're going to live differently, even if it's tough. And I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person, whenever, wherever they're watching this. May they know your presence with them, even in the darkest days. And Lord, may we choose to live boldly, to live differently in a different world. In Jesus' Name. Amen.